Sunday morning breakfast and learn program. We're going to go on an interesting journey this morning. We're going to be- begin with um, hydroponics and maybe come from there back to the parsha. Hydroponics. Let's talk about the bracha you make on hydroponic produce. And it's fun. this is actually a question that, uh, that I've gotten here from the island before. Uh, it's a question that Eilam is aware that there's a Shiloh over here. Uh, those of us um, who uh, specialize or even maybe dabble, have a hobby in all matters gastronomical and, and uh, culinary, are aware that there's a, some kind of a question over here. I believe um, uh, our very own Shlomo, I don't know, Shlomo, you've, you've brought this up before. No hydroponics? I think it was Shlomo, someone. What bracha you make on hydroponics? Okay, let's speak it out. Let's speak it out. Let's speak it out. Don't mean to put anyone on the spot. What are hydroponics? That's the second question I was going to ask, actually. That's the second question. Okay, that's the second most asked question here in the neighborhood. What are hydroponics? that grow not from soil. Oh, excellent. Well, hydroponics, yeah. They're water, right. So there's two ways. Let's speak this. Excellent question. Shmoli Shane. So normally, we go crops, fruits and vegetables... Mankind has been growing for thousands of years in the ground. Plantings in the ground, they grow in the ground, right? Who has, who has gardens at home over here? Who's growing? Who has stuff? Who else? Who has stuff growing, growing at, at back at their own houses? No, nothing growing at the Shanes. What are the kids growing? Yeah. It's actually at the Reber Ranch a couple weeks ago. Chaim Reber planted uh, all kinds of things. We have cherry tomatoes growing back there, hopefully, Beza Shemiz Baruch. Uh, jalapeno peppers, Beza Shemiz Baruch. We've got all kinds of stuff growing at, um, at the uh, plantation over there. And the Torah gives different brachas for different things that, that grow different ways. You know, the, the Mishnah bracha says, Peris Adam, you make a brei priya adama. Peris Elon, you make a, you make a brei priya eights. And mine, dog on, 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 on uh, grain, spe- grain things, you make a mezainas. And if you make into bread, sahamaitzi. That's the brachas you make on things that you grow in the conventional way. But um, people are very clever and creative. In the last few decades, they've come up with a way of, of growing things not in the ground, not in soil. And there's two ways they grow things not in soil. One is they have raised above the ground trays, beds of soil itself, just not in the ground. They have um, soil raised in these like metal trays, metal um, sheets, and, and, and they ha- keep it watered, and um, uh, that way they can, the, 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 the myelin that is, they avoid bugs. Some people do this in Eretz that was the Gush Katif stuff before uh, they gave Gush Katif away. Um, but uh, they, you can avoid bugs that way, and you can also um, be completely on top of the what the soil's like, the chemical content and the uh, the nutrients, everything that's going on in the soil. When it's your soil and your tray raised above the ground, so so you don't have to worry about anything coming in. That's that's uh, that's 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 uh, you know going to be some kind of strange mix there into the. Uh, into the chemical composition of the soil. That's one way they can grow things not underground, in the ground. They're also, that's not hydroponics. Hydro- hydroponics is when it's only water. And it's when it's only water, as Rabbi Gavilan said, you have trays of water, uh, uh, tubes of water raised above the ground and suspended above the ground. <coughs> and they have nutrients in this water, they have things dissolved in the water, but things are growing out of water itself. So that's um, two different ways they have of growing Fruits and vegetables, not underground. And, and it happens to be there's a lot of produce that they do grow this way nowadays. So for, in Eretz Yisrael, they have, um, it's not uh, in Gush Katif anymore. Gush Katif was, was laid to waste. Um, but they still have, they re- relocated these um, hothouses that they have. And they still have lots of greens that they grow 
um, in, in beds of soil that are not in the ground, not connected to the ground, that are raised above the ground. Um, and there's, there's, there's places where they grow things mamish out of water, just out of water, that water that's um, laced and, and, and soaked with um, nutrients. And the question is, what bracha do you make on fruits and vegetables that are growing uh, in such conditions, that are not growing, technically speaking, out of the ground? Um, lettuce that's growing out of soil raised above the ground. Lettuce is growing out of water that is um, uh, just, you know, in, in, in a tube somewhere, uh, a, a container of water that's raised above the ground. So the Mishnah does say in Brachas, the Mishnah is that everybody knows from Brachas, talks about Brachas you make on things that grow out of the ground, things that don't grow from the ground. The Mishnah says, something is not Gidulei Ha'aretz, Something doesn't grow out of the ground, you make a shahakal. The Mishnah says, mushrooms. Mushrooms don't grow out of the ground. Mushrooms can grow anywhere. The Mishnah says, eggs, milk. These things don't grow out of the ground, you make a shahakal. So the, um, it would seem that, uh, that one could argue, perhaps, one could argue that anything that's not grown in the ground, it's not grown out of terra firma, not grown out of the soil, so the brach is shahakal. Because it's not gedulei arts anymore, right? Not growing out of the ground. It's like mushrooms. What's the difference between hydroponic lettuce and mushrooms? Hydroponic, uh, uh, whatever it may be, uh, soil, soil that's 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 suspended above the ground. That's growing. It's not growing out of the ground. That's on the one hand. On the other hand, the other svar would be that maybe what the mission means. The mission doesn't mean that you take everything that that's there in the supermarket. And you, you, you figure out everything that's on the shelf, where did this, where was this picked from? Was this picked from the ground or was this picked from the air? Maybe, maybe we're not supposed to do that. Maybe all the mission means, the mission is defining a species. Species that grow from the ground, you make Adam or Eitz or Amazonas. Species that grow from the air, on that species you make a shahakal. So if you go with that uh, uh, way of understanding, then lettuce you would make adama, and even if it's hydroponic. And hydroponic wheat, you would, you would make a mezainus and a hamaitzi because the species grows from the ground. You figured out a clever way of circumventing that good, but this wheat that you're growing suspended, you know, several feet above the air in soil or in water, you were only able to grow wheat there because this is wheat that came from wheat that came from wheat that came from wheat that eventually came from the ground. Originally it came from the ground. So that's called brapery adama. That's, that's called... That's called um, a species that comes from the ground. So those, those would be the two ways of looking at it. Yeah. Does that mean if you've, uh, not like genetically modified, but if you've bred a certain plant into your way of plant specifically, that if the way it naturally started growing deviates from the way that we've now made it grow naturally, does that now change its growth? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, what if we would, um, the, the uh, genetically modified foods, right? So you're not talking about changing, messing around with the DNA. Ah, okay. So selective breeding. I think that's an easier one to deal with. Selective breeding um, would still. Would, we wouldn't look at it as a new species. It would look at the old species, but, but uh, like you're saying, selectively breeding it to reinforce certain traits and to get rid of other traits. So there's a watermelon with more flesh. A watermelon with less seeds. A watermelon with. Uh, the bigger watermelon, but it's still a watermelon. Right, but that's all in the context of watermelon, which started off growing on the bottom of the ground, as opposed to eventually becoming a tree, or vice versa. But I, is there, I don't know if that would work. Is there a way of selectively breeding a watermelon to make it grow from a tree without, without getting it into the DNA? I think as long as you're doing selective breeding, I think it would still be considered the original species. I believe so. 
I think so. I think your question would be more, more pertinent if let's say you were tackle splicing you know, the genes and the DNA over there. That, there I think probably we would say, I, I don't know, I don't know, that's a very good question. If like you take, took a watermelon and messed around with the DNA and combined it with DNA from tomatoes and made watermelons you know, grow up you know, or, or whatever, tomatoes are also them, or let's say you splice it with um, apples, you know, so you have watermelons growing down from a tree. That, that would probably be dependent on how halachically at what the, the, the finished, finished product DNA is that now, is this, is this um, you know, watermelon DNA with a little bit of apples thrown in, apple DNA with a little bit of watermelons thrown in, something like that I would imagine. But breeding, I, I don't think by breeding it would be a question. I think by breeding, if all I'm doing is just, you know, selective breeding, I think it would always retain the original species, the status of the species that you started off with. If it tastes the same or not, Probably not, probably not. But we may be getting back to taste. And the mosaic status of wheat would change if it was grown in water? Um, it's, it depends on the tube stutter. On the tube stutter. The, the reason why it's mosaic is because it's a staple and they get into bread. Right. Or whatever, cake. Like, Dogon is muzzin because it fills you up. Doesn't that change if it's made out of water? Yeah, theoretically, because the Mishnah says anything that's, that's not Gidul Aretz, that we don't care about whether it's Masbi or not. It's, it's Shahakal. It doesn't grow on the ground. Um, okay, so the, this, is, this is a question here. So again, the question is, when it comes to Bracha, when we, we're shopping, you know, when we're, we're, we're accompanying Baruch as he learns about Brachas, and we're going through the supermarket, we're looking at everything there on the shelf, we see all these lovely, delicious fruits and vegetables. So how do you determine the Bracha on all the fruits and vegetables? Do you say, well, is this, did this grow from the ground, or did this grow from the air? This particular fruit, this, this, this watermelon, this, this uh, you know, avocado, this artichoke, did this artichoke grow from the ground or from the water, or from the air? If it grew from the air, I make a shakal on this artichoke, or if this artichoke grew from the ground, I make a... Or do we say that no, this is artichoke species is something, this is a species that grows in the ground. So everybody here, this is the starting point. So <coughs> there's actually, this, go, this question goes back, I mean, I guess the, the, the concept of, of, it became more popularized, I, I, I would think, the last number of decades, but the, the concept of growing things in the air, the concept of not growing things in the ground actually is a concept that goes back to the, to the Gemara itself. It's something that goes back to Talmudic times. And the halachic um, ramifications of this are discussed already, you know, you can go back 100, 200 years. Faiz can already talk about the halachic ramifications. There is a Chay Adam, a Chay Adam, well-known halacha sefer, wants to bring a proof from the Yerushalmi that you don't go based on the species, you go based on where you actually picked it from. There's a Chay Adam who believes that on hydroponics, then anything that's grown... Above the, above, the, above the ground, that's picked from midair, is Chayim that believes you always make a shahakal. You make a shahakal. Oh, very good, because we're only in the beginning of this year, not the end of this year. That's why. Well, hold on. Stay tuned. Um, so, uh, so the Chay Adam believes that you make a shahakal, and he says it based on Yerushalmi. Listen to Yerushalmi. So who, who, who knows where we're going with this? Like I said, the concept of growing things not in the ground goes back to the Gemara. What's the, there's a classic Talmudic example of, um, and what's the word, not, not for hydroponics, but it's when, it, when it's in soil. Do you always call that hydro, I think hydroponics is only when it's, it's when it's only water, no? So when it's a soil suspended above the ground, you call that? Hothouse? Potted. 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 So, but, but there we go. So the Gemara, Kisei, the Gemara routinely talks about things, that, the the, uh, the flower pot that doesn't have any holes on the bottom. The Gemara loves to talk about this because this is one of these 
Talmudic quandaries where, where you know, how do you look at a, a soil that's potted that doesn't have any uh, any connection between the soil and the ground? It's not a shainanakov, a non-porous pot. So do you look at that as dirt in the ground, or do you look at that as independent dirt? And what happens when you start growing things in that dirt? So the Chai Adam cites a Yerushalmi that asks the following question, Rabbi Yaisi Boy, the Yerushalmi, that asks the Shaila. If you grow wheat in a pot that doesn't have any holes in it, a non-porous pot, it's a pot that has no connection to the ground, you go wheat in that pot, a pot suspended above the ground, there's no holes in the bottom of the pot, the Yishami wants, the Gemara wants to know, the Yishami, if you grow wheat and you make it into bread, are you allowed to say, on it? Can you say, and the Yishami leaves it hanging, this does not resolve the question. So the Chayim says, look, what do you see from this Yishami? The Yishami has, has a sweeping question across the board, fruits and vegetables that are not grown in the ground, do we consider them to be regular fruits and vegetables, and you go with the regular bracha, or, or do we say that, that this came out of the air, it's like mushrooms, you make a shackle on it. Says the Yushalmi, says the Chai Adam, therefore, you have to, anything that's grown hydroponically, grown in water, grown in a hothouse, suspended off the ground, potted, you have to make a shahakal because the Yushalmi asks the question, the Yushalmi doesn't resolve the question. According to the Chai Adam, all hydroponics you make a shahakal on. What? The Gemara is Mesopic, so he says you have to go to Kula. What? Do you wash? That's a very good shayla. You make a shahakal, do you still wash? Do you still wash? Um, that depends on whether or not it can become tummy. So the Yushami actually, actually asks that question also. Um, the stuff that grows out of a pot. Can it become tummy? Um, yeah. Wheat, if if you just like, uh, if you just bake the kernels, and those kernels are hadama, yeah. It would become mizonus if you make it into um, cookies. Very good. You make it into bread, then it becomes a hamaytzi. Right, that's right. So the whole difference is that maybe this is maybe you look at this like mushrooms. Maybe you follow the rule. There's a rule book for brachas there in, in the Mishnais. And the rule book seems to say something grows out of the air, it's always a shahakal. So if it's a shahakal, it, it can't get upgraded anymore to mazoinus and to hamoitzi because it's mushrooms. You made bread out of mushrooms. It's mushroom bread. It could be you would still have to wash and bench because the, the, the first the, the, the brach you make before is not necessarily connected to the brach you make after kind of two different, uh, two different uh, properties. The bracha you make after is if it filled you up um, and if it was uh, a meal. The bracha you make before, though, again, the Mishnahis are just giving us rules about the bracha that you make before. It has to be the right species. Um, it has to be the right... Uh, it has to, has to fit the, 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 the rules. The rules say if it grows in the air, you make a shako. If it grows in the ground, you make a hadama. So the Chai Adam believes that the Gemara is telling us that you, you may look at this as mushrooms, so even if you can make it into bread, and, and even if you may have to wash on it, that would have to do with it, whether it can become tummy or not. Um, even if you may have to bench on it because it filled you up, but it still may be like mushroom bread, so you make a shahakal on it. So the Chai Adam rules in halacha that anything that's grown out of the air, um, hydroponics and the like, you, you have to be stringent, you have to make a shahakal. This is the Chai Adam. Now, this is highly controversial. Yes, Bushi, yes. Um, the, if you like 
Right. Why would it change? Because um, it's um, this is not. Um, I mean, um, so you you want to argue? You want to say that it's that um, if there's uh, like a bed of dirt suspended above the ground, it's it's still uh, more closer to being pre haadama than than mushrooms because. Um, Still, there's still dirt. It may not be dirt that's connected to the ground, but it's still dirt. So it's called Adama. I want to say it's called Adama still, right? Okay. Now, the Chayam disagrees with you because of the Yushami that we just read. In other words, the, the, the Yushami is going with your case. You have dirt that's in this path that's suspended above the ground, right? The Yushami is your case. You have dirt in the path, and yet the Yushami still is not convinced that you make a Hamaitzi. You understand? So the Chay Adam is saying that we have evidence in this Yushami that even if there's some dirt in that pot, we still look at it like mushrooms. The dirt in the pot is not enough to, to give the status of growing out of the ground. We don't look at this ground. But hang on to your svar. There may be someone who's going to say exactly like you're saying, but so far we have a Chai Adam who's showing us a clear Yushami that says that all this dirt in the pot still can't make it called grand because it's in the pot, it's not in the ground. So we don't, we don't, we don't see that as being significantly different than, than um, the mushrooms. Good. So the Chai Adam says hydroponics, anything that's not growing out of the ground, the Yushami has a question, questions this. This is the Yushami's question. Do you go based on the species? Do you go based on the, on the, uh, on the circumstances? And he says the Yushami leaves it unresolved, so you have to make a shackle. <clears throat> a whole slew of the contemporaries of the Chai Adam disagree with the Chai Adam. Contemporaries and even more, uh, the, the, the contemporaries of the Chayadam and, and in more contemporary times, up until and including the Chaz and Ish, disagree with this Chayadam. They say the Chayadam misunderstood the Yushami. They disagree with the Chayadam's understanding of the Yushami. The Yushami says that if you grow wheat and make it into a bread in a potted, in, in, in a pot, the flower pot that's raised above the ground, the Yushami wants to know, do you make Amazin Lechem and Aretz? So the Chayadam says, ah, the Yushami is, is, is entertaining the fact that it's all just mushrooms. We look at the stuff like mushrooms, not growing out of the ground. Says the Chazanish and many others, no, but the, all the, the Yishami is asking specifically about bread. And the Yishami wants to know, can you say, It didn't grow out of the ground, it grew out of dirt. Like Bushi is saying, this is dirt, not the ground. The, all the Yishami wants to know is, can you make the brach of But as far as the species, for sure this is wheat. No one has a half of me that this is not wheat. It's definitely wheat. And if you grew strawberries out of that pot, you'd make adama. And if you grew bananas out of that pot, you'd make adama. If you grew apples out of that pot, you'd make ha'ats. The species is definitely the, um, the, the uh, determining factor when it comes to the bracha. And the only question the Yushami has is when you make a bracha on bread, where in the bracha you're not just mentioning the, the species, you're also mentioning where it came from. Hamaiti lecha min ha'aretz. Min ha'aretz. You're not just saying pre ha'aretz. The pre, this is a pre ha'aretz. This is a pre ha'adama. But in break, you're saying, it came out of the ground. It didn't come out of the ground. It came out of a flower pot that was suspended above the ground. That's the Yushami's question. Can you say that this came out of the ground? But when it comes to brachas and everything else, we don't look at things that are growing. We don't look at these as glorified mushrooms. We don't look at a hydroponic lettuce as mushrooms. We, it's lettuce. You make adama and you make ha'etz. The only question Yishami has is on bread. Can you say, Can you say arts? Because it's not called arts. It's not, it's not connected to the ground. It's just dirt sitting in a pot. So they disagree with one, you know, just with yeah, just. Casually and backhandedly, 
they, they disagree with this Chai Adam. <coughs> and A, they say, when it comes to making a bracha on, on hydroponics and the like, you go with the species. You don't look at it like mushrooms. This is lettuce, which is a pre-ha'adama. It's a, it's a fruit of the ground. This is an apple, which is a pre-ha'adama, a fruit of the tree. It may be right now growing out of water, but this is a fruit of the tree. The Shami's only question was, can you say, because it didn't come from the ground, it came from a pot. And B, not only that, but they, 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 these, uh, uh, these, these authorities <coughs> tell us, they rule in halacha, and, 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 and many of them say this, the, the Chazanish, and Rav Shlomo Zaman, and uh, Rav Ozer, Rav they all say that halachically anyway, even though the Yishami leaves it unresolved, we, in halacha, we, we go with the, um, with the, uh, the, 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 the approach of the Yishami that, that, that we, 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 we go with the, the uh, consistency, we take the same format of the bracha, one size fits all for all circumstances, and halacha, if you would grow wheat in a flower pot and make it into bread, if you would grow wheat hydroponically, make it into bread, you attack and say, I'm in aretz. Even though the Yishami is not sure, is this aretz, is this not called aretz, you would say, I'm lechem in aretz. So two points they disagree with the Chaznishan. First of all, they disagree with the Chazni, uh, with, with the Chai Odom. They say that the Yishami never was entertaining that hydroponics is called mushrooms, and hydroponics like it grew out of the air. No, hydroponics is, you look at it based on the original species, and that's that. There's nothing to talk about. The Yishami, B, the only thing the Yishami was wondering about was if this bread was not harvested from the aretz. Maybe you can't say, I'm lechem min ha'aretz. I was going to say, I might say lechem, or whatever. You'd have to truncate the bracha or change the bracha. And even there, they say, halachically, we do say, I might lechem in aretz. We do keep things consistently. That's how they, 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 they um, deal with this Yishami in halacha. So according to all these paiskim, <coughs> Anything that's grown hydroponically, you would say the bracha hadom or ha'etz, the correct bracha, the bracha of the species, mezainus or hamaitzi, and you would even say hamaitzi lechem min ha'aretz. There is one little um, side point within this whole discussion that some of the Paiskim do say. I saw the, um, they bring this down from the uh, Orlatin, that's sort of been seen Abishol, the big Svartish Paisik. He wants to say, after all is said and done, after the Chazanish and after Ravosner, after, you know, everyone who says that the Yushami is not, doesn't mean, it, it, we, we go with the species, and we go with, with the bracha is determined by the species, it could be still nevertheless um, something that's grown mamish hydroponically, like, um, like lettuce, maybe you still cannot say Brei Pri because it's technically speaking not pre ha'adama. It's not. It didn't come from the ground. It came only from water. It came from water. So that's. It's hard to understand why that should be an issue. If we're saying that you go based on the species, you don't go based on the circumstances. Even if so. So even though the leads only came from water and not from any dirt, we should still apply the same reasoning and say pre ha'adama and not pre ha'aretz. I'm sorry. We should still say pre ha'adama, not pre ha'mayim or whatever. And again, the Minaga Ilam, the Minaga Ilam is, is, is to rely on the whole, the slew of aforementioned Paiskim, <coughs> whether it's grown in dirt above the ground, whether it's grown in water above the ground, we go based on the species and not based on the, the uh, circumstances. All that being said, the question now, we have to return now to the Mun. We have a couple minutes left. The Mun. The Mun that fell in Parshas Ba'aloisacha, that fell for 40 years in the desert. That fell for 40 years in the desert. Um, <coughs> 
Agav, there's Rabbi Shlomo Zayman that says that if the water, the irrigation system is connected to the ground, connected to the pipes that are connected to the ground the whole time, even the Chaya Adam would agree that you say, Brei Pri Adama, because it's called Yudule Karka, if the irrigation system is connected to the ground. So those of us who want to still uh, keep the Chaya Adam happy, so if the water is connected to the ground, you're keeping the Chaya Adam happy. Anyway, it's just fascinating to know that there is a discussion amongst the Paiskim, hydroponics, what bracha do you make, and, and there's a Yushami that seems to weigh in on the matter. In the Halacha, we say the Yushami is only Mesopic about Hamaytzilachim and arts, the arts aspect, and it come out of the ground. So the mud. Klai Yisrael ate mud for 40 years in the desert, and the mud was amazing, a miraculous food, it tastes like however you wanted to taste. What bracha did they make on the mud in the, in the, in the midbar? What bracha did they make on the mud? What? So what Shlomo is saying, they made the bracha based on whatever they had to taste like, right? Is that what you're saying? It tastes like cherries and make all eights? If, if it tastes like cherries, then you should make all eights because it grew from a tree. But if it, you do a strawberry, then it grew from the ground. Cherry life and should be eights. Okay, so what bracha they make on the mud? So first of all, the should know, there's a B'nai Yisachar. What? What, if it, what it tastes like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 they weigh in it. But they choose to taste. Yes, very good, very good. So we have opinions here that whatever they had, they wanted to taste like that was the bracha. That's the bracha that they made. <coughs> it happens to be there's a B'nai Yisachar that says they didn't, they didn't make a bracha on the man. No, it's not a Gemara. It's not a Gemara. not a Gemara. It's not. It's not. It's not. It, There's a B'nai Soscher that says they didn't make any brachas on the mud. B'nai Soscher. What? They didn't make any brachas. For 40 years, whenever they made, when they, when they ate the mud, they didn't make brachas. Dude, I made brachas. On the mud? Yeah. Because you were chaylik on B'nai Soscher. Because remember, one day I would get something and I'd say, oh, this is lollipop. And it tastes like a lollipop. Right. Said, but the B'nai Soscher says they didn't make a brach on the mud. Why not? What's the svarah? He says, what's the point? The bracha is to, is to separate the ruchnis from the gashmis of the food. The man is all ruchnis. There's no gashmis over there. So it doesn't need a bracha. You don't need to separate the ruchnis from the gashmis because it's called kulay ruchni. This is B'nai Yisoster. But they cite a zoyar. The zoyar actually says that they made a bracha on the man, but the zoyar doesn't say what the pay of the bracha was. What was the bracha that they made on the man? The zoyar doesn't say. But the zoyar, they do bring down a zoyar that they did make a bracha on the man. The Ramami Pano who was a uh, famous Makobal, um, <clears throat> who lived... He, so he says the whole, the point, the bracha is to be mala the nitites, mala the ruchnis from the gashmis. So making the bracha. The man who's called kulay ruchni, they don't, so it doesn't need a bracha. No, because rain, <coughs> rain does come from the sky, but <coughs> rain is gashmis, not ruchnis. Yeah, we, 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 no, no one says the rain is... Uh, what? Snow. It comes from the sky. Not everything. Come, uh, the definition of ruchnis doesn't mean it came from the sky. Rain is coming from the clouds. The Gemara says already. The great, the, Shlomo, the Gemara tells us the rain comes from the clouds. It comes down from the sky, but it's coming from the clouds. That's, that's still uh, physical up there, not spiritual. We have to keep I promise everyone we're going to finish by 9.30, our boys. So this, I'll take a couple questions coming off of your time, okay? Not my time. Question, yeah. Gashmi is something that man can create. Ruchni is something that man cannot create. Man can create or, or, or work with or manipulate. That's Gashmias. So water we can manipulate. Um, <clears throat> food we can manipulate. 
uh, but man, we can't create nor manipulate. Um, so the Zoyar says they made a bracha on the man, and the Ramami Pano says, what bracha did they make on the man? Hamaizi lechem and Hashemayim. Hamaizi lechem and Hashemayim. So, so uh, that, that's the bracha that they always made on the man. Hamaizi lechem and Hashemayim. So, uh, <coughs> what do we do with the Ramami Pano in light of everything that we, we said till now? So, a couple things. So, first of all, the, the, the Minash Hashemayim part is... is uh, is uh, a few things are going to be a little bit problematic hal- hal- halachically because we said we we we're taking on we have the Chaznish we have Revozner we have Karelit says also you go based on the species you go based on the min you go based on on, on, on the type of, on, on what it is so if you go based on what it is then um, like 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 the island was asking so if I decided that it's going to be a lollipop it should be it should be a shahakal if I decided that it's going to you know. Uh, if it's going to be a chocolate chip cookie, you should make a mezainus. If I decide it's going to be blueberries, you should make uh, whatever broccoli make on blueberries. But but. Uh, what if you to be a for the <coughs> oh, well, who told you to ask that question? Excellent. We have time. I'll we'll the last thirty seconds. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that. Last thirty seconds. <clears throat> anyway, so why aren't we making the bracha specific to the thing itself? If you go based on the species, so um, the teretz is the. The uh, the um, species over here. It's not so simple that just because you could have it taste like whatever you wanted, it, it's called that species. You can have it taste like lasagna. Does that mean that it was lasagna? You could have the mun taste like like a like a, a pastrami sandwich. Does that mean the mun became a pastrami sandwich when you wanted it to taste like that? So there's a machlaikas in Yuma. The Gemara has a machlaikas about the man. In Yuma. Very good idea. There's a machlaikas over there about the man. has to do with the Pasuk we read yesterday. They, they said, the Klaiso was complaining. We remember the onions. We remember the, the fish. We remember the avatiach. Whatever avatiach is. Probably not watermelons. We remember the garlic. We remember all the yummy food we ate in Mitzrayim. And the Chazal said they were complaining. The Gemara in Yuma says, because the man couldn't taste like those five things that they named. The man wouldn't taste like onions or garlic or these um, herring, the fish sharp fish, the mun wouldn't taste like any of these things. That's what they missed. That's why they missed the onions and the garlic and, 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 and the avatiachs. The mun wouldn't, why wouldn't the mun taste like them? It was dangerous for a pregnant woman. Because women, uh, nursing women, nursing women eat, um, eat these foods, it makes the milk um, uh, sharp and the babies uh, cry a lot. So the mun couldn't affect the, the, the milk of the nursing mothers because it would adversely affect the babies. So those five things the mun wouldn't taste like. So the Gemara has a machloikas based on this. Does this mean, there's a machloikas over here between Rav Ami and Rav Asi. Rav Ami, well, one of them says, Rav Ami and Rav Asi, one of them says, the man only had all taste but didn't have any substance. The man, even when you had a taste like a pizza, it didn't have pizza substance. You had a taste like lasagna, didn't have lasagna substance. It was man, you just could take on any taste. The other says, no, the man had the taste and the substance. Texture, substance, Content, chemical content. Why couldn't they just think? So that's the, that's the machloikas over here. According to one opinion, the mun would taste like whatever you want, but if you would an- analyze in the laboratory, it was mun. It was still mun. It just had its property, it would taste like whatever you want. The other opinion says, if you would analyze in the laboratory, you'd see that it has pizza molecules in it. Not just tastes like pizza, but it actually has pizza molecules once you had it taste like pizza. And the Gemara says, okay, so how do you deal then with, with the, the fact that how come it couldn't taste then like like onions and garlic, if you said only a taste, so, so it could be, if I say the taste itself is, is problematic for the babies. 
But we have a machloikas over here if the man had the substance of that food or just the taste of that food. So if it only had the taste of that food, we understand 100% where the ramami pano is coming from. That's why you have to, you can't say, I'm if you had a taste like pizza. You can't make a brepri adam if it tastes like bananas because it only had the taste of these things. And the brach is not on the taste, the brach is on the species. The species is man, and what's man? Man is. The Pazik says, I'm giving you bread from the heaven. Akash Baruch Hu tells us what, what, the, what the min of man is. What's man? Lechem and Ashamayim. That's why he said, I might see Lechem and Ashamayim, because that's what man is. So if you go with the opinion that says it didn't have substance of any of these things, that's great. But what if it did have the substance? How come we're saying, I might see Lechem and Ashamayim? Again, you still have to say that it, it, it was able to take on that substance, but it's still a, a godly substance that can, you know, uh, take on. It, it, that, that can take on the substance of whatever you want, but at the end of the day, the species, the min of man doesn't change. It's man that has a special property. Man is a food that the flavor can change and the substance can change based on what you're thinking, but it's still called man. That seems to be how we look at it. So you always say, because man is a new kind of species, a new kind of substance that's created in shamayim, even if the substance itself can take on the texture and in the laboratory, have pizza molecules, but it's a food that came from Shemaim. Let's, I just want to wrap up with more idea, then, then I'll take all the questions. So Shlomo, we'll wrap up with Shlomo's question. Here's the whopper of the week over here. What if you want your mun <coughs> to taste like a cheeseburger? What if you want your mun to taste like shrimp, like lobster? <coughs> what? Like the whopper, like the big whopper. What if you want your, your mun to taste like Cholof Stam ice cream, Ben and Jerry's, a Reese's peanut butter cup? Would it do that? Would it taste like Cholof Stam? What if that's what you want your mom to do? That's true, that's true. Hagendaz. Uh, Hagendaz. Yeah, Schulzix. Um, you want your mom to taste like any of the above. Would the mom taste like trefa food? Could you get your mom to taste like trefa food? <clears throat> so, if you say that the mom, there's a machlaikis in the Gemara, did the mom only have the taste or did it actually have the substance, the texture, and the composition of all the foods? If it only had the taste, why not? There's nothing the matter with it tasting like lobster, tasting like shrimp. Nothing the matter with that. The question would only begin if you go with the opinion that it also took on the substance, the texture, the composition, and, and the molecule. It has lobster molecules. Will man do that? So the Achraim actually bring there's a Rabbi Yosef Engel on the Gemara that says that he's he remembers seeing the question somewhere, but he doesn't really get into the question. So it's left to us to try to <coughs> figure this one out on our own. There's a lot to think and talk about, but just to leave everyone with one thing to think about. There's a Gemara in Sanhedrin that says a rule that nothing tummy ever comes down from Shemaim. Ain't dover tummy yoridim in Shemaim. If Hashem sends things down miraculously from the heavens, Hashem never sends um, things that you're not allowed to eat. So even if you say the mantuk on the texture and the composition and the molecules of shrimp, but if it's coming from the heavens, it would have to be kosher shrimp. It'd have to be a kosher cheeseburger. What? Heavenly shrimp. Have to be kosher hagendas, a kosher uh, kosher Reese's pieces. It would have to be. It would have to be that way because. Don't come down from Shemaim. A. B. There's one other question that we talk about this sometimes Hanukkah time. <clears throat> when food is created in Shemaim, that's right. Is it called, is this really called, <clears throat> if something's created in the heavens, is this called, at the end of the day, a cheeseburger? Really a cheeseburger? Or is it, is it called treif? Or is it called something heavenly that just looks, tastes, and feels like treif? In other words, does it take on the, the halachic, halachic status of the food that it's mimicking? Or is it <clears throat> something heavenly that's just able to mimic that. And the question arises, this is a question that's discussed um, when, when, let's say, 
olive oil is created miraculously. Can you take that olive oil and use it to light your menorah? The olive oil, if olive oil is created Hanukkah time miraculously, are you able to do the mitzvah of lighting your menorah? Is that called olive oil? The olive oil that comes from the heavens, is that called olive oil? Or does it have to come from olives? <clears throat> One last argument that would maybe make a mutter to eat, man that tastes like shrimp, is we're having the, the Kailos learning now Gemars and Chulin in the morning. There's a rule that something that comes from a pure place is pure. Something that comes from a kosher place has to be kosher. Um, so again, if something is produced in Shemaim from Mun, Mun itself is kosher, so Mun that produces shrimp, that shrimp has to be called kosher shrimp because it came from Mun, which itself is kosher. Cheeseburger that comes from Mun has to be called kosher because it came from Mun, which is kosher. Okay, so a lot to think about, a lot to chew over at Rabbi Isai and digest. And thank you all for joining. I'll take all the questions now, all the lingering questions, I'll take them now. Yeah.